Okay, it looks like we're ready to roll on here. What's up, everyone, and thank you for joining us this evening. Welcome to the latest episode of the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 204, your place on Sunday nights for Xbox talk and more gaming-related news. I'm your host, Invader, and we've got a lot to talk about tonight. I know that's not unusual, but... There's always something going on, especially with Xbox news, uh, you know, last year or so, always something to talk about. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 is finally out. We'll give you our thoughts on the game. Also, we'll continue our talk from the late-breaking news uh, from last week's show regarding the Sega and Xbox deal, that partnership. Really, you know, what do we make of all this? Well, you know, we'll get into all that and much, much more. But before we get into all that, let me introduce everyone on tonight's panel. And joining the show tonight is our insightful friend, Crusader. How you been, bud? I've been pretty good. Pretty good. Alright, very nice, very nice. Uh, Been playing lots of games recently? Yeah, in the past week I finished uh, God of War 2018... Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered as well as playing uh, Forza Horizon 5. Wow, damn. That's uh, that's pretty cool, man. Like, I'll admit, uh, I haven't been able to... I, I mean, we're talking about backlogs before the show started, and again, I'll admit, I'm a little bit behind. You know, I've just been doing some other stuff, but been trying to get some gaming in there. That's uh, pretty impressive. I, even I gotta get on the uh, the God of War train there. I've been... Oh, that's another one the... Uh, on the backlog, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, lots of gaming going on these days. All right, moving on to the TXR panel. Uh, just a heads up, uh, Tim Dog's not going to be here. He's uh, sick as a dog. <laughs> no pun intended. But uh, don't worry, Timmy will be back. Uh, just, you know, wish him well and all that jazz. Uh, General General MLD, buddy, uh, you know, how's things with the Xbox General doing tonight? Hey, oh, doing pretty good here. Uh, just trying to clear out the old backlog before uh, Forza comes down on Tuesday for the masses there. Just finished Resident Evil Village. That game is pretty, pretty good. And uh, recently finished Sonic Mania because, you know, all, all the Sega talk recently just made me kind of want to just do that first. And then I'm now on Sonic Adventure, like that, like that launch game for the Dreamcast. Like, that game hasn't aged as well compared to Sonic Mania, you know, going off the original Sonic games. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Otherwise, uh, lots to talk about. Forza, Halo, Sega, all that all that juicy stuff. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Definitely agreed. And, yeah, that uh, late-breaking Sega news, as you were saying, uh, we will dive into that. We only got to, like, really, you know... It was breaking as the show was going on midway through the show. We're still getting some details, but uh, you know we know some more stuff now, so we will dive into that later on in the show. Uh, going on down the list here, Shockley buddy, Eric, uh, how's things going on your end, man? Oh, no, pretty good. Uh, just been uh, playing through, uh, you know, moving to New Zealand so I can play uh, that Forza. A little bit early. <laughs> That's crazy how that thing just how that actually works. But uh, too bad I don't think it works on any other platforms. But did uh, did was... you guys see the social media managers joking about it? Like, uh, um, Aaron Greenberg was joking about moving to New Zealand. Oh really? I hadn't no. noticed. Yeah. 
Um, Larry Herb said that, uh, what was it? Nah, I mean, excuse me. Aaron Greenberg put out a tweet saying that Larry Herb and a couple other members of the Microsoft executive team all of a sudden up and moved to New Zealand. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't just do a global release. So it releases for everybody in the world at the same time. You know, given that they don't restrict it, basically. I um, think it's a, a server um a server thing. They they want they don't want every single person in the world logging on at once. Oh uh, yeah, I gotcha. It was it was kind of annoying because I couldn't get to my Microsoft rewards. I'm I'm guessing New Zealand doesn't have Microsoft rewards. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh crap, I can because I was trying to go there for the thing. Some of the things I unlocked for getting some achievements in that game. I was like, oh shit, I can't. I'm not gonna mess with it. <laughs> Until uh, until it's actually officially in the states. But yeah, that one's been pretty dope. Uh, finished Metroid Dread. Um, so yeah, and then excited to uh, uh get on that grant or well that GTA that I think it drops here on the 11th, but uh, or pretty around, pretty close around that. I'm still hesitant of like being so hyped for that game, and then just to find out, hey, we've deleted like a bunch of the music, and then then I'd be like, I. Like I want to play it, but I totally don't want to play it now. <laughs> Man, but you're we'll really see. you're really sour about that. You've been talking about that for a while. <laughs> if like if that if they cut out that music, it's just like I don't. It wouldn't make any sense how you can't get the licensing. You're you're rock star. You're making tons of money out the ass, um, and like movies, like you can you could get those licenses. You could I'm sure. Hall notes isn't doing a ton of concerts. You could get Hall and you could pay them the royalties because that game's going to sell gangbusters. They'll get a little cut. There's no way. I, I just don't understand how you can't get a music license. Everybody else can. TV shows, movies. Like, why can't you re up the same licenses? It wouldn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. No, I, I mean, mean you, you got them to sell it. You sold It's on the psn store like the originals and on ios when they remastered all three of them so they kept the licenses there so i'm just saying if it happens <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense because they did just remaster all three for ios and kept them so mm -hmm. yeah it'd be interesting to know we'll like see. what what the details are behind that you know why there are certain licensing issues with some songs like you said i mean it's not like they don't have the cash to throw around because again it's rockstar yeah. it's take two i guess I could see why Sega didn't maybe wasn't able to keep the offspring because, you know, Sega's not trying to put too much money into a crazy taxi port to the 360. <laughs> but, mm, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to find out those details. And last cool, but not see. last but not least here, uh, rounding out the crew tonight, we got Centurion. How's the, uh, the gaming been for you the past week or so, bud? What is up, everybody? It's Sunday night. It's time to have some fun, talk gaming, definitely get our feet out of all the tears flowing in the Twitter streets. And what have I been playing? I have been trying to grind out Far Cry 6. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. I have captured all my checkpoints and bases in the main areas. I'm going through the, the story missions, uh, the Legends of 67. That's actually one of the funner story missions from what I've heard. Um, and then after that, it's off to the, the Esperanza region where President Esperanza is hanging out and causing all his trouble. And we're going to go overthrow the government over there. 
Um, that's pretty much all I've been playing other than like, okay, oh, wait, no, I've also been playing Division 2. That's right, almost every single night I've been meeting up with my brother, and we have been grinding back out the Division 2. We started new characters. We've al we're already almost to the first sets of DLC. We've got like two strongholds left before the DLC unlocks from the first season. Then we're going to grind through that, and then I'm going to finally tackle Warlords of New York because I never, ever got around to playing it. See, Division was like, uh, it was kind of like Destiny for most of the people I played with. Dest uh, Division 1, we felt was great. Could have had some extra, you know, a little bit more longevity, but overall, pretty good for their first bat. Um, and then the second one, we were really hyped about, especially like pre whatever their raid was going to be it's like oh this is so much better and then it just kind of fell off the cliff at the uh so like they are getting ready off on it early and we're like they oh, are getting ready for like another Destiny. content drop in i believe march hmm. for division two but when we talk when we play the game we chat about it and we loved the setting of the first game. Uh, like, it was more holidays, you know, especially around this time of year. Uh, that always kind of hits you where you're just kind of like, I want to play something Christmassy. Let's go play The Division. Um, definitely, we love the setting of the first game. The second game, a uh, lot more to do compared to the first game, especially in the DLC, because most of the DLC for the first game was mostly multiplayer focused, like actually like PVP kind of stuff, not too much PVE. Um, that's where uh, we just decided to just kind of do the, the division two for, instead of just trying to do both games. Um, I would kind of see the destiny connection, but the one thing I like is that there is definitely more of a story that could be understood. And I, I just feel that Ubisoft's at least storytelling techniques definitely show through uh, even in the division on how they're able to still craft uh, a story that is definitely a very interesting story. I mean, if you go play, just go on YouTube and watch the, f the trailers and the reveals for the first division, and it almost seems eerily what's going on in the world today. It's actually very amazing how Tom Clancy was able to craft these stories based on how the world economy functions and how, like trading routes and all this other stuff can be affected by something like this and it almost echoes what's going on in the world today minus having you know worldwide destruction in cities totally abandoned but i mean it almost seems very eerily uh like what's going on in today with some of the things going on in the game mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's another game i really need to get back into because i i was enjoying it early on when i started playing but uh Again, just got lost in some other stuff. Don't you just love how that happens? <laughs> oh, oh dude. Yeah, gaming is like seeing a squirrel. All of a sudden you see a squirrel and you're off on a new tree. Yeah, yeah. Never end. Oh. Yeah, I think we all what? we all know uh know that feeling, uh Centurion. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got lots of people filing in here. Mav, Mr. Fun Speculation. Hey buddy, uh, Dirt Griggity. Uh, always great to see you here, pal. We got Mike from the original Next Level Gaming, a fellow uh, Gamers United Guild uh, clan. Hey, buddy, great to see ya, as well as many, many other wonderful people in the chat. Guys, don't forget to smash that like button and share this show out. We really do appreciate your support, but let everybody know that we are live now. 
Um, you know what, guys? Let's uh, dive into our first topic. And Forza Horizon 5 is now released and out into the wild. I mean, maybe not the standard game. It's the, uh, the premium version. Uh, but still, a lot of people are able to play this game. And I'm just, I'm seeing a lot of solid reviews around the board. And overall, I'm seeing a lot of people enjoying this title. Uh, Shockley, buddy, I'll, I'll kick things off with you. I know that you've spent some time with the title. So far, how are you enjoying it? Shock? <laughs> oh, my bad. I stepped away for a second oh i caught me off guard usually the guest goes first so I, sorry about that <laughs> but no it uh you said forza right that is correct but okay um uh, but yeah uh yeah it's been pretty dope so far um um right now i'm just more enjoying there's kind of like these uh i think they mix that up a little bit in the like mission structure of like giving you a nice uh like you'll do one race here and then you'll open up and do an ex excavation uh, activity over here. So that part's been pretty cool. Um, I haven't gotten too deep into it. I think I have like maybe four or five hours in or so far, so I'm not like super deep. Um, but yeah, I mean, so far it's been excellent. And I, I totally get what Tim was saying about the um, playing in quality mode. Because um, I started in 60... Um, and then I was hearing, uh, from digital foundry, they were saying like the pop in is like drastically or pretty good, you know, pretty good amount less pop in on the quality mode. Um, so I did try to figure out or did, you know, jump into the 30 FPS just cause I could easily tell on the old Forzas and you really notice it in games that are like more like third person like action games it's very noticeable um but yeah when i switched over to 30 i i could totally sense that um it's kind of like when you're watching like a film and then when you watch that same film at like 60 frames it like looks different because it looks more like reality and not like a you know that word that jez likes to say filmic <laughs> um you like you can see the difference but it's still pleasing to watch um even if it's you know different frames uh, but usually in gaming you since you're actually moving that's different because you're not just watching it um but i mean it's still pretty pleasing it's a solid 30 frames per second i guess the motion blur that they do it makes it so it's less like i don't know uh flip book <laughs> like it's you know it's it's not as noticeable as you might have when you would have played like Forza Horizon Three, you would have noticed it more. Um, so I mean, it's a, you know, it's actually maybe a decision to make just from the jump in quality um, that you're getting in it, because that's what they pointed out in Digital Foundries uh, is that with a lot less like pop in, then you're more immersed like in the world because you're not like noticing these like trees popping up on the horizon, and since the Whatever they're doing with the motion blur, you probably only get away with it in like games like this that are you're going really fast in, like racing games. Um, probably not going to be able to work that magic in like Fable. Hey, we put awesome motion blur in here, and it's probably not going to help work <laughs> um, to the same degree. But but overall, so far, 
it's been a great package presentation. Um, the world's really detailed. You can even do photo mode and it even allows you to do like a drone and you could just fly around the, leave your car where it is and just fly around with the drone. And I was just kind of looking at the detail, um, how they mapped out like this desert and like every tree I'm looking at every like rock that I'm going by that I'm not even, <laughs> that I'm not even in the car at this point. It's like looking at the terrain, just seeing how they mapped out the world. It's like, they really knocked their shelves out of the park. Um, but it, it's going to be awesome to see what they do with this, uh, if, you know, what their other team is going to be doing with similar tech, uh, with a similar force attack, um, just with the amount of detail. And those games are going to be like next gen only. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they definitely uh, outdid themselves. Hopefully they get nominated because um, this year is pretty shallow. So unlike Forza Horizon, what was it? Four, when I think that went up against God of War, that's understandable because you had God of War and Spider-Man, so you probably had a lot bigger, you know, stacked. Uh, <laughs> but there's n- it's not that stacked this time. So, you know, if indie games can get nominated, I feel like racing games of this quality can get at least nominated. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, so what Celeste was nominated? If Celeste can be nominated, did I don't think it won, but. If Celeste can be nominated for Game of the Year, I'm like, I think we can get a racing game of this caliber. Um, right. Yeah, Hades definitely was nominated in there. last year. Yeah. And people are saying, like, Death Store will probably get nominated. Yep. Um, it Takes Two, which isn't... It's hard to call that necessarily indie. It's a lore, it's a bigger studio that's making it, but they're independent. It, it'll, yeah. uh, it Takes Two is definitely going to get nominated. Serves Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I just find yeah, we'll it inter- I just find it interesting that we're even having these conversations about game of the year because again I mean, this is really impressive stuff and uh, again I, I try not to go by reviews so much but the amount of attention this Forza Horizon game is getting I mean always Forza Horizons do get attention but this one is getting a huge amount of uh, coverage I know that there's I mean we, there are a bunch of big titles coming out right now. Uh, obviously, uh, the new Call of Duty, Battlefield's coming out, but I'm not hearing much of that. Uh, the only there's real... been the quietest Call of Duty launch I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. I mean, while well, we all just kind of know, I mean, it's not exactly uh, gotten the best uh, reviews, especially since uh, you know the beta didn't exactly uh, being too positive for Call of Duty, and even for uh, Battlefield, it was kind of a mixed bag i guess you would say but all the hype i mean seems to be going i mean not to be biased but it just seems to be going xbox's way i mean halo infinite is getting some uh pretty good attention you know especially xbox is is, uh, kicking off the marketing but now you know the focus is on uh forza horizon 5 and you see these reviews coming out and it's almost like yeah this game this uh racing title could really be a game of the year contender and Again, a lot of people seem to just write off racing games, but, I mean, this title, it has the content seemingly, and uh, the majority of people seem to be enjoying it. I mean, the ones who, you know, the early reviewers and people have gotten their hands on it with a premium edition early on. I mean, guys, I mean, we... 
I don't see why it can't be nominated. I mean, that would be astounding for a racing title. I mean, kudos to uh, to Playground Games. I mean, they, they they put a lot of detail into their uh, into their titles, their games. So I'm it'll just... be pretty messed up if the top rated game on it, or at least on I guess it's Metacritic, but the top rated game of the year doesn't even get a nomination. That'll be kind of one thing weird. I will say. According to Mr. Grubb, um, a lot of the um, industry reviewers who are the ones who uh, vote on that, they, I think they count for 70% of the votes for Game of the Year. Um, and they also are the ones who nominate stuff. A lot of them have been nominating their stuff already. Because while the due date i believe is november 19th this year maybe 21st um it, it, later entries might not even be counted it, it's a whole mess with uh jeff Keeley's show uh it, it, he should hold it in january not in december but so there is a chance that forza may have launched just ever so slightly too late See, that's why I do not like the Game Awards. I have always seen them as a broken mess. They should not be privately ran by one individual. They should be, like, more of an industry thing. Um, I don't really have much to say about um, Jeff Keighley, but, it like, I remember seeing a tweet that came out from Jeff Grubb about how one of the, the people that are voting that make up this 70% through re Returnal as their Game of the Year... And then the individual said, I haven't played the game yet, but I plan to. So how the hell do you know yeah. that's your yeah. game of the year? Please. Can you please explain and elaborate on that? Because that is just asinine. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Forza is going to get nominated. Like it, like, it has to. It's just, it's just a really well-made game, and we all know that. Yeah. But I just feel like they're going to pull something like, you need you need a story to win game of the year. You gotta make some maybe some kind of social commentary to win game of the year. It's becoming this bloated, corrupt thing. Maybe a similar, not so different from say the Oscars, where the best movie doesn't necessarily win. It's like it's some kind of thing where it's like things that happen behind the scenes. It's it's like you know uh, who's getting the most kickbacks. To, I don't know. I just feel like the the game that we all think should win is not gonna win. I feel like so, that's gonna happen. Because I'm a movie buff. Um, it's called courting the judges. And you know yes. how you you know how you actually court a uh, you know a, a significant other in life. You take them out to dinner and buy them gifts and stuff like that. It's the same premise as courting a judge. Um, you'll like they've even shown uh, techniques about how all of a sudden you'll be like, yeah, you, you, the judge will just get all of a sudden a a fine dining experience at a very high-end restaurant that's paid for by somebody from one of the movies that they're voting on. Or, uh, or a Rolex will show up delivered to you with your name on it with some custom engraving from somebody that's connected to a movie that they're voting on. Basically, they literally gift these judges to kind of court them into voting for them. It's not really a legit system like people think. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I've definitely heard that about the Oscars. Definitely, I, I'm not surprised to that uh, voting. Was, yeah, I read about that too. Voting was somehow like the deadline already passed. Though I hope that's addressed because people on Twitter did call that out. So hopefully something happens with that. Mm -hmm. now, it's not so much that voting is passed; it's that the nomination period is uh, uh, quickly um, coming up. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. And, uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of the companies, because they're busy, you know, people like Jeff Grubb, they have lives and they have jobs and they're busy, so they want to get their stuff in, you know. And the ones who have some form of standards won't nominate something, you know, that they haven't played. And that's in in uh, Gamesbeat's case, that's what they did. You know, they they needed to get their stuff in because they have. I mean, it's November. It's the busiest release season of the year. You know, they they. They have so much to cover, and they're they're getting their stuff in. I I can't blame them for that, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, now, Crusader, I know you've uh, spent some yep. time with uh, Forza Horizon Five. Uh, like, what's your experience with it been so far? How are you enjoying it? So, to preface this, this was a game that I had no intention of playing even on Game Pass itself, and. Over the course of, uh, what was it, Friday was the day that the pre-release launched. I was helping my friend troubleshoot getting it to work on PC. The antivirus was, antivirus has caused all kinds of problems with it launching on PC. Mm -hmm. So, uh, at the end of the day, I decided to, you know what, hell with it. I'm just going to get the ultimate upgrade and play and see what this is all about, right? And then play with uh, my, my friends who were playing. I have put almost 24 hours in the game since Friday, because I've had nothing much to do this weekend i just looked at uh the time that i have in the game um i don't like racers and i'm in love with this game it is so much fun um and i'm just doing mindless things like going around and getting all of the um like the little like signs that you break or yeah. uh traveling through all the roads or just trying to collect cars and buy all the houses I i'm just i'm having a blast this is the casual racer that I didn't know I wanted in my life, right? It is the perfect game for casuals and hardcore players alike. Anyone can come in and play play Forza. It's what I, or for at least Forza Horizon. I can't speak to motorsport, but Forza Horizon, anyone can come in and play this and have a good time. You want to collect all of the cars in the game? The like, I think there's like 600 of them. Have a blast. You want to do hardcore racing online and tune your car to the exact like 0.1 percentages you can do that you know you just want to drive around and have fun you, you can do that it, it's it's so great yeah and i think ever since day one like uh, and I'm, when i say day one i mean from the inception of the original forza horizon back in 2012 i just enjoyed just screwing around just driving around aimlessly just kind of being on my own adventure and my own kind of thrill-seeking. And then Forza Horizon 2 came out, and then 3, and so on. And it's just an ever-expanding, like, world that I've just enjoyed, again, losing myself in. Um, I, I Like, personally, I, I really enjoy these titles. Like, for me, it's a not-so-serious way of just, oh, you know, if I got, a you know, an extra hour or whatever in my day... Just, again, kick back with some tunes, you know, pump that radio on or whatever it may be or my own and just go around the world. I just find it a very relaxing ex experience. And like you said, uh, you know, finding some signs. You don't even have to do any of the re real racing in the game. You can just go about everything at your own pace. Uh, or even the, I always liked finding the or going after the barn finds personally. I wish I, I'm not sure how many are in this game, but uh, there's 14. 
Okay, so there's a little more than uh, there was in the last few games, so which is which is fantastic. I was always wishing for more, but again, it's just it's a very go at your own pace leisure game or you can just do the actual racing they have online stuff and i think they have a uh i don't want to say a forge mode but they have like a mode where you can again like fine-tune and create like your own kinds of races and so on i mean there's there's a lot to do in this game i just find that forza horizon is this constant constantly evolving uh racing franchise it's amazing i mean going from motorsport to horizon it's just it's fantastic what they've been able to do with the forza ip overall um, um mm -hmm. it is like forge by the way like i played one user created level um that popped up on my map and it was basically drive around and smash these crates and it was it looked like uh that the they had changed the lighting and it looked just like the first jurassic park movie at night and at the end there's like a the player had put a giant t-rex at the end like when you get to the end of the um uh, like the uh, obstacle course oh yeah it, it was I, I was like what, what is this game like that that's when i was like what am i playing this is this is great um i mean last night was a uh, what we, we had daylight saving time happen last night right yeah that's correct i, I was yeah. doing some of the the time trial like where you have to be so like you have to get to a certain miles per hour with your car when you go through like the 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 stoplight um, and it, it checks your time i was doing those and i looked at the clock and realized it was 4 a.m so realistically 5 a.m no idea that i had been playing that long wow i mean you just kind of got lost you got swept into the forza action didn't yep. you <laughs> yep yeah it's I can't wait. oh yeah, so MLD, you haven't uh, gotten it yet, correct? Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting. I, I, I'm just again clearing up my backlog before Halo, and I figure, you know, like let's let's see how everyone else uh, uh, finds the game before uh, it comes out on Tuesday. Because I I played a lot of Forza Horizon Four. I really enjoyed it. See, like I I, just, I, I was the kind of guy who just I got the Warthog as soon as I could. And I just like souped it up. I, I was just using it whenever every every race that supported the Warthog, I was using the Warthog. So, <laughs> but I I just it's just amazing from everything I'm seeing here how they upped their game from from Forza Horizon Four. Like for one thing, the biomes are so diverse compared to uh, Forza Horizon Four. But even then, like uh, the the Fort like the the Forja aspect, like that's gonna keep this game active for years and years. The community will will keep this game going long after playground uh you know move moves the resources to the next game but overall i think the thing that is impressing me the most is that the game just keeps uh it just keeps throwing things at you it just keeps you going it keeps giving you fun things to do like in a way that the previous entry didn't do so i'm just i can't wait man i i uh, it, one more day i can do it I, I can do it i can win one more day but i i, I think i'm just gonna get lost in this game like I think Playground, they're like, I'd say they're at least the top three studios under Xbox at this point. Like these guys are just a master at their work. I can't, I, I, I can't even imagine how Fable's going to be now. Just yeah, I can't wait. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. Yes, uh, Fable. That's another thing that uh, will be interesting to see when we hear uh, more details about that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you're absolutely right, though, MLD, because 
you know, Xbox, Microsoft uh, did not, you know, let them out of their sights. I mean, they were one of the uh, first big studio acquisitions back in, what, 2018? Like, or... Something. 17, I think. So, yeah, or, yeah, something like that. Like, and it makes a lot of sense. That was a very smart move acquiring Playground because they were doing a lot of good things with the Forza IP and, again, venturing out into RPGs as well. And, you know, they, they didn't want to have another situation where they let a Bioware pass them by, for example, or, you know, again, another uh, publisher come by and snap them up. So it makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. And they are a very quality studio. I, I cannot wait to see them, uh, what they have next in store. But since we're on the topic of, like, Forza Horizon 5, again, guys, it seems to be doing extremely well here. Um, we're on the fifth iteration of Forza Horizon. Again, this started back in 2012, the first game was released. Yeah. Do you think that they should move on to Forza Horizon 6 immediately after the, this, this team? Or possibly another uh, ip or another uh racing ip or just a new one entirely do you think that they need to uh give uh, the forza horizon games like a little bit of a breather i think the three-year dev time was the right move because every two years i felt like that was uh I, I think they were a little too close together but i think three years was just the right amount it removes the franchise fatigue aspect but also i think i think as long as they got locales that people want like, people I see on Twitter all the time, people want to see Forza Horizon in Tokyo or like some or, or Brazil or, or some other exotic location. As long as they keep uh, just doing locations like that that are new and provide new biomes and experiences, I think they can still keep the game fresh. So, uh, at least it's still, I think Tokyo would, that, that, would, that would be so big if they did that for Forza Horizon 6. As so I, I think for now, it's still it's still in good hands. As long as it's not Forza Horizon, like, 7 uh, Toronto, because the roads are just bloody terrible. <laughs> There'll be pothole season there, so... Oh, yeah. A lot of traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what oh. I mean, but... Um, but, I mean, actually, you know, on the topic of it, I wouldn't mind, like, uh, one based in Canada. That'd be cool. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but, you know, maybe something in, like, Alberta or even Quebec, Nova Scotia. I think that they could do a lot with it, personally, but... Again, there's a lot to draw from. There's many things that they, they could do from around the world. And they seem to be, you know, have a flair for this. The uh, Again, the, the Mexican landscape looks pretty cool. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Dominic Turo, Forza Horizon, Pennsylvania. Hey, why not? I mean, I've never been to uh, Penn State, but hey, why not? I mean, Thanks, <laughs> well, it's hey. one of my friends. Uh, well, um... I figured. <laughs> Uh, so I absolutely do think they're going to continue the series, and I think the three-year the three-year dev plan was maybe even a four-year dev plan would be good for it. You know, just slow it down a bit and make them as big and as extravagant as this one, or even bigger and extravagant. Um, the settings are a great way to attract new player bases or maintain existing ones. Um, Mexico is one of the biggest Xbox bases in the world. Um, mm -hmm. the, the people there love the Xbox brand, always have. Um, and 
I remember seeing so much celebration from uh, that side when it was announced, right? So I do think in growing areas like Japan, it would be smart to base the next one because maybe you can pull in some of those people because they can see, you know, it's 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 their home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I was big when England was announced with the uh, last one was Force Horizon Four was England, right? I've, I, I haven't. Well, yeah, it was like England, Scotland, yeah. I, I remember. I do remember people over there being very excited. You know that oh, you know it's based on based where we are, right? And the other thing is, people always want the the hottest new cars in racing games. You know the the latest year as well as some of the old classics. So you almost have to release them. Like you can't put it on a permanent hiatus, and you can't even put it on that long of a hiatus because other racers like um, uh, Project Cars or Gran Turismo or um, was it a set of Corsi? There's a there's a bunch oh, yeah. of them that that yeah. can that can slowly encroach on your base. And I mean, look at EA. How many studios? EA has uh, Codemasters, right? And some yes. of those other ones. So they have a ton of competition. So they do need to stay relatively on their game with this. Well, there's also the nature of the beast that regrettably games like Forza get delisted because of some of the contract deals involved. So you wait too long, you could have a situation where there isn't a Forza game available on the market. Well, yeah, there's no motorsport right now. Mm -hmm. Um, There is not a purchasable Forza motorsport right now. So we're literally seeing that from turn 10 side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they're that's a five-year dev cycle. That's a little too long, but yeah, you're well, right. That's because that, that, you know, the main bulk of them are reworking um, uh, Force Attack. That's why they took that uh, year off, and they got slowed down even further by COVID, you know. Yeah, yeah Horizon 5 is the last time they're using the current engine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that's interesting too that you bring up about the fan base too because Mexico has a large Xbox fan base. Kind of makes me wonder if they'll do one in, uh, what is it, like Brazil? Brazil's a huge Xbox yep. fan base as well. Uh, a couple of other, like, there's... Rio a, de Janeiro. I think it's very possible. I mean, that's a contender as well as, yeah, a couple of different European uh, states as well. Um maybe germany for example i mean i mean there's a lot of places they could go guys i mean i'm just spewing a couple of ideas but uh either way a lot a lot of good stuff to look forward to and like with regards to like again i was just like tossing something out there with regards to playground games working on something else i mean even another racer just to toss into the mix like we xbox has all these ips like again yes they alternate between the two forces but why not another? Because of uh, the you know the dev time, you know, take some uh, take some pressure off of them. Uh, for example, uh, what about uh, Project Gotham Racing? That used to be, you know, a huge IP, you know, early on in the uh, original Xbox and uh, 360 days. Um, I know that you know originally they were looking for a Project uh, Gotham developer, and that ended up turning into Playgrounds Forza Horizon. But I mean, I would like to see the you know the street racing kind of come back to be honest with you like something a little more focused that way that way they can have a little more variety there i've also heard you know does xbox need a kart racer as well for yeah, that variety uh, yeah 
I was yes. going to bring that up. Think of all of the Bethesda and um, Xbox Game Studios IPs in a heart racer. I don't know if that would be a necessarily a playground games game, but that would be fantastic. <laughs> Even a Smash Brothers clone. We have so yeah. much uh, mascots for that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, because of a certain partnership, too, you know, getting a little chummy, I wonder if, uh, you know, there would be more mascots in the works. But we will <laughs> get into that a little later. But, uh, I mean... I don't know, guys, like, again, like, I'm just talking that, you know, it would be good to have more alternating racers, especially when you talk about Game Pass and, you know, reaching more players and so on and giving uh, the developers and studios more time to work on these titles. <laughs> Clearly, the three-year dev cycle seemed to have given Forza Horizon 5, like, it, it looks really good, and there's a lot of content packed in there. We were talking about uh, the next Forza Motorsport that... Again, Turn 10 is trying to get the next iteration of Forza Tech right uh, going into next gen and so on. I can't wait to see what they have in store over, over at Turn 10 for the next uh, Forza and so on. We've only seen like little glimmers of uh, gameplay, but man, does it look good from what they've shown off. Um, I don't know, guys. I can't wait to play Forza Horizon 5. I, I see a lot of people in the chat just excited for this racer, and it's great. It's a great feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see the energy from the Xbox fan base across social media and in here. Fantastic, fantastic stuff, guys. Um, I think on that note though we will move on to you know some other bits of news and of course guys during last week's show uh there was breaking news regarding a press release from sega announcing a partnership with xbox uh, we had gone into it a little bit but again things were still kind of breaking it was like you know stuff was slowly trickling in well that smoke has kind of settled and we you know, we have a bit of a better idea of what's going on here. Uh, Crusader Bud, I will uh, start off with you, my friend. I'm sure you've been following uh, this whole situation. What's your take on this announcement between the two gaming giants, uh, Sega and Microsoft? So I think the best way you can describe it is, for Sega, Xbox will be a priority. I think that's the, the, the best way you can say it, right? That... The Xbox ecosystem, you know, PC, console, and cloud will be a priority for the company. It doesn't directly say, oh, we're getting exclusives. Oh, we're getting Game Pass games, blah, blah, blah. It implies that. Um, and I mean, just looking at their track record over the last year, they launched Yakuza 0 through 6 onto Game Pass all day and date. And Like a Dragon came shortly later. I'm not sure. Can, can someone tell me? Is Judgment on Game Pass? It's the one I can never remember. I know Lost Judgment isn't, but it's regular Judgment. Does anyone know? Wait, what was that? Sorry, I kind of caught the... Uh, didn't catch the end there. Is Is regular Judgment on Game Pass? The the the, the first mm, spin-off? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if it is or not. Okay. So, you know, we have Yakuza 0 through 7, we have Like a Dragon. We had Humankind launch day and date, the, the Civ-like game. We had, um, we either had or it is launching next week, uh, Football Manager 2022. That's a huge, 
huge launch from Sega, launching straight into Game Pass and on the cloud. Um, ultimately, it means that they are going to be looking at Xbox as a priority. That their games are going to be a priority there. They're going to be looking at Game Pass and like, is our game a perfect fit for that? If it is, then it's absolutely we're going to come to a deal with Microsoft for that. We're gonna we want our games on the cloud with Microsoft for the streaming. Um, if we are looking for a partner for like an exclusive game because we we want more funding for it, Microsoft's gonna be probably one of the first people they go to for it, right? Um, and, and ultimately for Microsoft, this is a good way to get. Uh, I think Jez Corden said it best. It's a good way to get money into Japan. There's a good way to 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 get a hold of like devs and to create a relationship with them. Uh to to foster future partnerships even outside of Sega itself. Um I I don't think that like you should be running to hills and be like, oh Sega is gonna be acquired. I, I in fact I, I would I would shy away from any any talk of acquisition. Um and I, I would also shy away from any talk of like, oh, all of Sega's games are necessarily gonna go to Game Pass. But I think that a lot of them that aren't in their biggest IPs um, and games that are live service, I, I think you can expect them more than not to come to the service. Um, just based on the fact that they want the cloud to push the um, how, uh, how large their global communities can be, based on that, that talk. Because it, it was Sarah Bond, not an executive from the Azure division. It was an executive from the Xbox division. Who was who had um uh I don't want to say signed because they didn't really sign anything they were just announcing something uh a like the goal to go into this partnership um but it was Sarah Bond and not an Azure person uh making this uh tentative agreement. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's. Uh... Yeah, you saw the Sony one. It was Satya. Wasn't Satya in that picture? Yeah, like the, well, and taking the Sony their hand. One... The Sony one specifically mentioned uh, a lot of stuff for their uh, camera business. It was mm-hmm. to help use, uh, to help accelerate like machine learning to do stuff with like image reconstruction for their their camera division, and also to use um, Azure for their online services. It, it 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 was more of a like overarching business thing, not like Xbox was partnering with. Them. Microsoft was wanting Sony to help further the advancement of the Hololens. Yeah, that and um, they wanted a big customer for Azure because Sony needs doesn't have a global ser- uh, server network, so they're either going to go to Google or um, Microsoft or Amazon, and Microsoft definitely wants as big of a partner as that would be. They want them on um, on Azure because that's that's a huge client, um, and especially since they do stuff. Other than gaming, they have all of their that the music stuff. They have all of the movie stuff. So they have lots of stuff that they host online for things. So that th- that's just a huge business partnership that has nothing to directly to with like gaming versus gaming. The the SIE one. Same with Nintendo. I think there was a Nintendo agreement too, wasn't there at one point? Mm. Which is, is similar. You, you want yeah. the client for the for for the Azure servers. This this Sega one is a little bit different. Well, actually quite a bit different. I definitely remember like the Sony one 
but uh, yeah. this one though, Crusader, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it just, it seems like Sega has some really grand ambitions in like the online yes. like yep. gaming space and like, you know, I'm sure they're seeing what their competitors are doing and they want in on a lot of the action, but they need the online support, and I'm sure that's where uh, Microsoft comes in is like, here, here's the Azure servers, and uh, you know, and well, obviously there's more to it than that, but uh, you know, this allows them uh, the proper infrastructure to put, uh, I guess, whatever gaming ambitions they have for their IP. But uh, I mean, this is a pretty big deal for them, don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I would say that for an Xbox player, this is nothing but good news. And for people outside of Xbox, I wouldn't necessarily say like anything made with this isn't coming to your platform, but it will be an Xbox priority. Does that make sense? Like it, it sounded like the 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 super game that they were talking about, like that it, the it, it's like a rumored shooter from uh, I think uh, Creative Assembly. If I'm not mistaken, um, is is their first super game. It's supposed to be, and I'm saying this very loosely, Fortnite-esque, and, and uh, that is in like the size and scope of like the players they're trying to draw and like just mm-hmm. the engagement they're trying to draw with it. Um, I would say that it would be an Xbox first, not necessarily in launch, but all of the marketing. All of the probably Game Pass, right? So you could play it on mobile, but like like all of that, it, it, you just it would be like an Xbox priority, mm-hmm. similar to um, uh, Fantasy Star Online right now. It's an Xbox priority. It, it's not even on um, PlayStation in the West. It's only on Xbox and PC in the West. Hmm. Um. True. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like they're um, it, it's this kind of uh, deal that they're coming to, but and like, as an Xbox player, expect perks from this. What kind of perks? I think it's gonna, it's gonna range from year to year, game to game. Mm-hmm. Now, just to tack on to that, because again, there's this transition. They seem to want to transition their IP over to the online games. Yep. Can you imagine something along the lines of Yakuza, for example, right? But having something like a gta online like that that would be insane i mean i'm not saying exactly because again gta is a massive massive ip but yakuza yakuza is on game pass it's been doing very well i would argue like you see what they've been doing with microsoft testing some of their ip some of their bigger ip like yakuza they put basically put all the games onto game pass yep I could see something where it's like, oh, you know what? This is doing well. This is where we envision the IP going. And you could have a Yakuza similar to, like, again, a GTA Online or having, you know, it's just something like that. That would be that would be pretty big for them. Um, um, I, I think that an, uh, another thing, Microsoft works a lot with two of the two of um sega studios in particular yeah they work a lot with creative assembly and they work a lot with relic relic just made edge of empires 4 critically acclaimed very very popular did very very well this year people love it 
right? Uh, and then Creative Assembly made Halo Wars 2 uh, in conjunction with 343. They, they, a small team from 343 helped co-develop um, Halo Wars 2 to ensure story stuff and consistency and whatnot. Um, I could... I, I think you can expect more of those things, especially from those two studios, because they have a good working relationship. Um, in fact, I, I would assume that Relic itself is going to be making more stuff with World's Edge. I, I think you could count on that. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting because, yeah, RT, the RTS genre is a little more niche these days, so I feel like having that safety net of being on Game Pass PC day one, or even console Game Pass day one, you get that player injection and word of mouth and exposure, and maybe something like an RTS, like, it'll, get, it'll gain more traction, like how we're seeing Age of Empires 4 doing very well on Steam. I feel like if Halo Wars 2 was also on PC as well, I feel like that would have got a much bigger audience as well, but I definitely so, see them doing partnerships in the future, yeah. What's weird about Halo Wars 2 is it is on PC. It just never launched on Steam. It is on the Windows Microsoft Store. Uh, and people have been begging know. for it to come to Steam. Hmm. Um, it, it, and what's even weirder is Halo Wars 1, the Definitive Edition, which came out at the same time as Halo Wars 2, is on Steam. Um, it, it's, it, it's one of those just weird decisions by uh, 343. And and uh, Xbox uh, Game Studios publishing um, that that game never Halo Wars Two never made it over to Steam. I, yeah, I think I it's a like, huge missed opportunity. Yeah, I don't, although they did their PC initiative in 2015, it was more like day and date with the Windows Store. They didn't really start doing day and date with Steam until 2019. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like last year, the year before. Yeah, and they've been trying to slowly catch up to all with all the games released beforehand, and obviously some are getting left behind. But I think going forward, I think that'll that'll be remedied. But it's unfortunate that there, you got stragglers like Halo Wars Two that would greatly benefit from a Steam release. A part of me is hoping that maybe even Relic is oh, could make a Halo Wars Three. I, I would love another Halo Wars. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. the the games are um, very very neat. I think that they need to do a little bit better with complexity in them. They're a little too simple. But um, they are very, very cool RTSs that just, uh, we we need more of it, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, and I, that, that's one of the things with the Sega deal. That is, it, it's not like guaranteed by any stretch of the means, but it's more likely now that... Um, they could team up and that this could indirectly stem from that agreement because they're going to be in almost constant dialogue now because Sega is, I think the part of the deal was specifically um, development tools for um, for the Microsoft ecosystem and specifically Azure. Um, so maybe we see some like, like just larger scale um, projects too. Uh, not necessarily um, just online, like uh, games like GTA Online, like we were talking about before, but maybe some stuff that needs the the cloud just to power it on the lines of, say, um, Flight Simulator, mm -hmm. right? Flight Simulator needs the cloud to exist because 
you would never be able to install even a logical portion of the game onto your own computer. You know, you can get a, a very, very small geographical area and it takes up like 40 gigs. Um, so, you know, maybe Sega wants to make some massive, massive open world game that is more or less single player, but it needs that online to realize its vision because it needs more processing power and more um, hard drive space than any one device could ever come close to managing. Mm -hmm, right. Now, it's interesting, too, because you had brought up uh, Crusader uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, which is exclusive to the Xbox console in the West. And, I, you know, exclusivity does matter. And yep. what I wonder is if this same approach will be applied to other Sega franchises going forward in the near future, uh, like Sonic games, like Valkyrie Chronicles, or Virtua Fighter, or Yakuza, making, I mean, is it really that much of a stretch? I think that anything mainline, I would have to say no. But anything that's spin-off and new with those IPs, that's different. Does that make sense? So, for example, if there was another spinoff of Yakuza that, like, Judgment was a spinoff, if there was another one like that, I could absolutely see it, especially if Microsoft's funding it and helping to power it. Um, if there was a new type of Sonic spinoff game uh, announced, I, I could absolutely see it. Um, the, the more mainline stuff, uh, especially the, the Japanese stuff, though, I have a harder time seeing, mm -hmm. especially if it has a well, if it has a lot of entries. Because, like, um, Fantasy Star Online, I, I can't say that it was the biggest the biggest thing on PlayStation. Whereas something like Yakuza and even, like, uh, like Persona and those games, they're, they're huge, huge in that ecosystem. And I don't necessarily see them giving that up. I do see... It, games like that, though, getting perks on Xbox, getting things like Game Pass, either day and date, or maybe six months later, like like a Dragon. Um, even maybe coming to Xbox slightly earlier, like like a Dragon did in the West, right? Or, I just I, I don't see anything I I don't see anything permanent like that. Or day one Game Pass. Yes, it, it could even be game day one Game Pass. It just it depends on how how big the franchise is and essentially how much um, uh, Microsoft's willing to pay, to be honest with you. How much Microsoft is willing to put forward for, for the games. And some of them, I, I think they could, you know? Well... I, I think they made a mistake with Like a Dragon and not putting forward enough to get it, uh, to get it on Game Pass. Day and date. Hmm. I think they did make a mistake there. Agreed. That would have been huge. Well, speaking of Game Pass, look what just got announced a couple of days ago is day one. War Total War. Warhammer Total yep. War 3 coming day one to Game Pass. And that's why I you know, I make that statement. You know, could we see other IP uh, day one Game Pass? That's another one. That's a big one. A big RTS title uh, coming to uh, the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem. Uh, I think the cool thing about this, though, is that who are... 
Sarah Bond's the one that announced, you know, this. So maybe she's the one that they're going to come to when they need to have more talks about, you know, whatever deal they're signing here. So maybe there's just more and more, like, relationship building. Yep. Maybe she can get the next persona to be both, you know, on PS or PlayStation and Xbox. That would be a huge grab just to have it port. Uh, ported over so just stuff like that's just going to help build up the relationship that's already been been there so in my that's gut, what i think i feel we'll probably get i from feel it. persona being announced at uh the, the old ones being ported at the game awards this year yeah just since they like started the doing it on pc and and the thing is with persona before persona 5 persona was more of like niche like yes. i had the yep PS2, I didn't even know Persona like really existed until like I got the Vita and Persona 4 Gold was there. It was on the PlayStation. No one I knew growing up in high school ever played that. <laughs> um, I think I heard a Nocturne maybe just because Dante was in it. That's the only reason that one really came of like close to mainstream. Not that enough people played it to call it mainstream, but you heard Dante was in it in yeah. some way. So people kind of, and Devil May Cry was at least popular at that time. Um, so until for, uh, Persona 5 hit, that's what kind of blew up. Uh, like, that got me into, got a lot, of, you know, a lot of people to check out, like, oh, you know, this, you know, Shin Megami Tensei, and then I played some of the ones on the 3DS, uh, Shin, Megami Tensei, Shin Megami Tensei 4. But, like, that was much more niche, uh, game and i think that's probably why they did the uh, royal edition like re-releasing it with some extra content and it's blown up so if they're thinking that oh shit this is this new ip that we can actually like market and actually get a pretty you know pretty good amount of sales off this then they might decide starting to go because when they signed the shin megansei sensei 5 that's coming to the switch it was still small that was like five Five over five plus years ago, when they uh, announced that game. So, um, back back then it was still smaller. Now it seems like oh, Persona is big, and now this next one's coming out from. So maybe in the future these games will be since they've gotten this status, maybe they'll come to Xbox. Maybe at least and multiplat. Yeah, you know, uh, and maybe Microsoft. So. Maybe I'm, like, underestimating how much Microsoft's willing to invest because getting these games would be huge for the Japanese market. Not just for selling Xbox consoles, because I don't think the Xbox console's ever going to break out as much as the other two that, in that region. I think that a better bet is uh, the streaming service, the xCloud in, in Japan. And having those games streamable would be big for Microsoft. Um... And it would be big to get to break out the ecosystem there. But also, it would be big for Sega to get those games more popular with a wider Western audience. I, I had not really seen a ton about Yakuza until they started launching them on PC and then started launching them on, uh, on Xbox. And then I started seeing it everywhere. Everyone's yeah. talking about Yakuza. I see it like at least once a day now. Another no. one just like Persona, because that was on the PS2, and it was yep. not big. 
at all. And then they re- re- remastered them for the PlayStation, and they started to get a little bit more bigger no- notoriety. Um, and then now it went, you know, pretty much multi-platform. So now it's on, all of them are on Xbox. Who would have thought <laughs> the Yakuza series would have touched Xbox? I Definitely, I wouldn't have. So... Now- I will say this, uh, Sega's, um, especially their Japanese studios, do have more independence than you would expect from the traditional publisher-owned studio. Like, you you think of, like, DICE, and they have, like, no independence from EA. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You think of, you you think of, uh, um, like, Bioware, they have, like, no independence, right? They have a lot of independent say in, like, what they're doing. So... It's not a necessary thing that, like, what, um, the, I can't think of the Yakuza Studio. I know it starts with an R. Uh, it's three letters. The, the acronym's three letters. Um, what, what they do is not necessarily quantify, like, like, it doesn't equate directly to what, um, uh, Atlas might do. But that's why, like, I have that gut feeling, because Yakuza was announced for Xbox last year at the Game Awards. All of them were announced, and they were announced for day one Game Pass. In my gut, I'm hoping that with this announcement, one of the first things we're going to see is, oh, they're bringing all of the stuff to xCloud and streaming with Persona, Persona 4, and um, uh, Persona 5. I, 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 I have a, like a, like just a gut feeling about it. I'm really hopeful. Well, there's been hints. There's been hints at it, like, the past year yeah. or so through uh, different means. So, I, I I mean, I would not be shocked that if they had a Persona collection come out, just dropped. Yep. But, I mean, I'll, I, I would not be surprised if we saw a big showing from Xbox at the Game Awards. Like, you know, I mean, nobody's, like, really expecting anything, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I could totally see that dropping, like, a, some kind of you know, oh, it's you know coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass, Xbox systems, yeah. and uh... and Phil even mentioned Persona when he was on that. Uh, I think it was a Japanese conference that did. He was, I mean, he also Nintendo, named yeah. I think something that was like Nintendo based that obviously would never come to Xbox. But I remember him just like mentioning Persona was just like, oh, okay, it being a multiplat that you know has never been on Xbox so. or not multiplat, but it's third happen. party. Hopefully. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, guys, like, with Sega and Microsoft or Xbox, I mean, there's always been a long-standing rumor. I mean, there's always been talks about, again, Xbox wanting to acquire Sega. That, again, you know, they throw, you know, throwing around that concept, that idea. Uh, now, again, you got them growing this relationship between them, this uh, partnership. It does seem like... Uh, a bigger deal than a lot of people want to make it out to be. I mean, it is hard for Western uh, publishers, uh, companies to get into uh, Japan and, again, like buy their studios and publishers and companies. Could this be like the slow buildup to, you know, possibly an acquisition in the, in the long term? I mean, is it is it a... Do you think they're going to take the long-term approach here? Like, could this be, like, a very long-term approach to the acquisition of a Sega, possibly? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm the optimist. I want it to happen, I think, more than anybody here. But I, I, I want it to happen tomorrow. But I know it's not going to happen. It's going to be a slow burn. 
and we really i think we all each of us put forward like a, a context as to like the slow build-up i mean what halo wars 2 fantasy star online football manager war uh yeah warhammer uh what is it um age of, uh, age of empires 4 the azure partnership Sarah Bond is chiming in, meaning Xbox gamers will benefit in some way. The Yakuza on Game Pass, like it's it's a, it's I feel like it's gonna this is like a years in the making kind of thing. Like it's it's like it's like they're courting them. Like and you gotta be gentle about it. You can't you can't be too aggressive. You gotta you get they're they're showing them the like the value. Like like the, there's money to be made if you if you stay with us. Who knows? Like I I speculate that they give them a really good deal on on Azure. So long as they get certain considerations uh, in the future going forward, I'm not saying Sega's next big games will be exclusive, but they might get yeah, like like we said, free like you know the, the marketing rights. It might be Game Pass Day One. Like they'll be multi-platform, sure, but I think we will benefit in some way. And who knows? It might take all generation, but I like to believe. Like I, I'm 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 I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I think by mid-generation, maybe end of the generation. I think if this all goes well, Xbox will pick up Sega. That that's just me. I'm hopeful. I think it's going to happen, but it will take years to cultivate this relationship. Yeah. I I think this is a more indirect way to break into Japan and secure some Japan de developers to support Xbox. Mm -hmm. Um I think that it could end up similar to um like partnerships like uh, PlayStation has had, where like some studio, uh, some like developers leave and found a new studio, and then like um, SIE is now working directly with that studio. We've seen it with like Haven and a couple of the, the other studios like that from the, the like uh, what was her name, Jade Raymond? Yeah, that's um, correct. Yeah, because she worked closely with SIE before, not directly ever at um, uh, one of their studios like i don't think she ever worked for an sie studio correct me if i'm wrong um she was what ubisoft and then google yeah yeah and uh, also yay i think she was or she was making a star wars game too at one point i think what wasn't it like 13 13 she was making that's correct and don't forget that studio yeah. too from uh i forget the name off the top of my head but it's guys that uh were fire sprite yeah fire yeah well yeah. i'm not even sure if it was fire sprite the guy there was um that studio that Again, I forget the name of it. Maybe it is, but uh, the ones that are—I think they're working on some kind of a first-person shooter, uh, and they were ex Treyarch uh, developers. Yes, uh, the Deviation. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the one I meant to say. Um, yeah. th that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? That so, like, maybe a dev ends up leaving Sega, Microsoft then could then move in and pick them up, right? Pick up their studio and start publishing with it. I think that this is more of that than directly getting Sega. Now, I could also see them... Uh, some of the large stu uh, publishers have sold off their studios before. I mean, uh, uh, IO Interactive bought their independence from... Uh, uh, Square Enix. Square Enix West. Um, we've seen Bungie buy their independence not only from Microsoft, but from... Activision as well within the last like decade and a half. Um, I, I think that we could see that with Relic. Uh, Relic in particular, rather than like the entirety of Sega. Yeah. Right? Maybe Creative Assembly too. 
Um, though I think Creative Assembly is going to be held on to because I believe they're going to be making the super game uh, that Sega is talking about. Um, but I think it is more about cultivating relationships in Japan and showing other developers indirectly in Japan that Microsoft is serious about entering Japan and maybe indirectly gaining the eye of some Japanese independent studios that say, hey, you're working with Sega. We know you have, uh, you're, you're expanding your offices here. You're publishing offices here. Um, we'd like to pitch this game to you, right? Because we, we hear that you're working with developers of all sizes. We've heard from our friends at the Sega studios. Because a lot of game developers are friends of developers from other studios, you know. They, they all, they can't intermingle as much right now because of, uh, like, GDC is uh, yeah. not happening in person and stuff like that. But, you know, a, a lot of uh, developers have friends with other developers because a lot of them all live in the same city. Like, look at Montreal, for example. Mm-hmm. Right? They have all the tax breaks for uh, for gaming studios, so there's a billion and a half studios there. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the developers all know each other, even though, like, ten developers could work at ten different studios. Um, I, I think that same premise, it, it, that's more what Microsoft is going for here. They want to partner with a big Japanese studio to break in and get that word of mouth going and foster partnerships even outside of Sega by means of the Sega deal. Yeah, either way, we win. So Yes. I, I, nothing about this deal should in any way upset anyone on Xbox or who's invested in the Xbox ecosystem or invested in just PC gaming. Like, even if you could care less about what Microsoft's doing, this isn't going to hurt you as a PC gamer because if Microsoft does anything, it'll come to PC too. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah. So, um, and I don't even think that SI, people from PlayStation right now at least have that much to be concerned about but expect perks xbox people expect perks yeah. and i'm seeing in the chat we the xbox also got streets of rage, streets of rage 4 i forgot about that yeah. i even played on 4, game pass like and uh two point hospital the two point games oh that's right yeah yeah that's a lot another one i think like, university about... university is supposed to be coming out if I'm not mistaken, I think that was announced day and date too. I, I'd have to look that one up, but I thought they announced Two Point uh, University as a day and date game. Yeah, actually, I do remember an announcement for that. I'd have to look that up. I'd have to look that up personally, but yeah, guys. I mean, there's a lot of little tidbits here that uh, they kind of add up, to be honest. So, I mean, again, you're seeing this relationship between the two. Uh, like getting stronger it's uh yeah and logic wins uh, football manager as well that's a big one I, you know a lot of people don't realize how big football manager is that's a uh that's an important uh like ip going forward for uh for sega you know a lot of people play that it's just on xbox too mm-hmm. like you can't even buy it for playstation that's the thing oh i didn't even realize that to be honest <laughs> wow yeah that's pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, guys, we'll see like how like everything kind of unfolds as uh, the days and the weeks go by, the months and so on, to see you know uh, what comes to fruition with this deal. But again, I think it's uh, 
pretty telling. Pretty telling. Um, anybody else have anything uh, to add to this before we move on? No? Okay, guys. Uh, let's uh, move on to uh, something else. Actually, let's move on to some Halo news. And recently, we got the grand unveiling of the Halo Infinite Battle Pass. Uh, 343 devs explained like how it works, the ins and outs, and well, all that jazz, really. Uh, MLD Bud, I'm sure you've uh, gone through the Battle Pass reveal to see what 343 talked about and so on. What are some of your thoughts of it? Uh, what did you like and such? Oh, yeah, I went through it, and... It is by far, first I have to commend 343 for being this transparent uh, about it. Like they're like they had gone through a lot, like almost every aspect of this whole uh, their of their plans. So it's worth pointing that out. But it's also by far the most progressive uh, approach to seasons that I've ever seen. Because like I'm familiar with the Fortnite seasons and other and other things like you know, Call of Duty. Like when the season's over, like that that's it. Like if you didn't get all the all the unlocks, like you're out of luck. And you got you got to re up for the next season and whatnot. See, with this one they said the price ten dollars per season, which is yeah, you know, it, it's fair. I mean, for it's free to play multiplayer, so I mean, it, it's it, it's it's competitive. But what's really good is that yeah, they confirmed what we already knew. One battle pass, uh, the battle passes do not expire. You can only have one battle pass active at a time, and you can switch them uh, whenever you want. So if there's like if you're in season five. You can go back to earning for season two, like uh, if you want to, which is that's pretty amazing, actually. I'm surprised other games aren't doing this, but I think other games will follow in the future because people say like, uh, "Hey, Halo used to be a trendsetter uh, back in the original trilogy," and I think this thing will be a trendsetter. Other games that do a season approach, they will take from what Halo Infinite is doing with their battle passes, and uh, they say how. Like there'll be like great unlocks, like as much as a quarter of the way through the battle pass, mm -hmm. so you, you can feel like you're getting rewarded even if you don't finish all the way through. Um, let's see, there's actually a, it's pretty detailed actually. Um, something called armor core bases for customization, meaning that there's different um, there's different sets of armor customization, but certain uh, cores are like the base for that. Like there's one for uh, the first season, which is uh, based around Halo Reach. You can customize uh, a combination of George, Emil, Cat with the prosthetics, or you can make them look exactly like the one Spartan. But it's all based around that core base. Um, they did they did touch on something that I'm really happy as a Halo fan. Like they were talking about the idea of like you know Chief dancing, like in like in Fortnite or Chief oh, Daddy. Oh, yeah. I know, but luckily, good news. They're not going to do that because they did. They didn't want to upset the, the the traditional fans. Instead, they're regulating that stuff to the personal AI, because the personal AI in the lore they can do whatever they want. They're smart. They're dumb AI, smart AIs. They can do whatever they want. So they're going to they're going to leave the stuff like that to them and keep the Spartans a little more traditional, a little more militaristic, which is I think the best compromise. Yeah. So, yeah. There uh, then there's oh, sorry, go on, go. There is a portion of me, like, not the majority of me, but a portion of me that's sad that we're not going to get ridiculous dances. I think it would have been hilarious. I don't I don't know. a small portion of me. I don't know. Seeing Master Chief flossing in a Halo game, I don't know. That just doesn't do no, it for me. Personally. I don't know that it needed to be in campaign, but, like, my personal Spartan, 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sad that I'm not going to be able to floss from someone's corpse. Oh, man. <laughs> Fortnite's one thing, but that's in Fortnite. <laughs> this is another thing altogether. Well, I would say... I would say Halo, even even in like a free to play space, I just let it let Halo do its own thing. Personally, <laughs> like I, I understand wanting to like customize to a lot of different degrees, but oh please no flossing, please please God no. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember in the Halo Five beta, um, all the Spartans they were like being like they were being a little bit outrageous with with, yeah. with the callbacks. Yeah. Like the way the way they were talking out loud and the comments and Twitter and everything, they're all like, "That's how Spartans talk. That's not how they act." And from that Halo Five beta at launch, they were toned down to just be more like professional, like Spartan Two esque. Like, I, I'm pretty sure the backlash is gonna be it's gonna outweigh, uh, yeah, you know, like the, the the hilarity of Chief flossing, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, if you want to see Chief Floss, just load up Fortnite. You can do that right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, that's a good uh, point because you can just uh, load up his uh, that skin for Master Chief, and uh, you can floss in Fortnite. So that'll 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 come into the metaverse conversation later. Uh, probably yeah. <laughs> but um, actually, uh, MLD regarding the the AI. Like, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm kind of, like, I don't know, like, I, some, they're okay, I guess, but I haven't really found one that I've seen that I've really liked, personally. Do you know if we can just, like, turn it off and not have an AI? Oh, I mean, based on the options from the multiplayer beta, I mean, I, I don't see why not. Because another point in they were making in the, uh, in the details mm -hmm. was that they're really closely following community feedback, and they will tweak future seasons and perks and rewards based on what people say. So if people think the uh, custom AI is a little too annoying and just want the option to turn it off, I mean, I don't see how that can't happen in, the, in a future update. So, mm. I mean, going off that, they said that uh, good news here, with the, you know, like the challenges and whatnot for experience, they said that they saw that and they're going to tweak them because they kept track of uh, the ones that people did the most mm -hmm. and ones that people chose to roll over and replace. And they're going to make it so that people people get more challenges that are within their, their play style and they're not, the, the people won't go out of their comfort zone too much. Right. And so you'll, you'll, you'll see more progression and more like, you, you won't feel like you got challenges that you're kind of forced to change your play style. So that's pretty good. Oh, oh, and they also mentioned campaign. Well, if you beat the campaign, you'll get multiplayer rewards for that too. And even like separate events that don't require the battle pass that give you like deliberately lore-breaking cosmetics like the samurai armor. Right. So like, they specifically mentioned that, that, that these separate events are purely for fun cosmetics that are not canon, but are just, you know, cool-looking items that people want. So it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. And again, like three four three, they just they made they were very very detailed and transparent. So uh, I'm seeing uh, nothing but a good launch for this. I'll admit, guys, oh. I'm not like not to uh, interrupt Crusader, but just to add, I'll admit, like I'm not one to buy these types of uh, passes, these battle passes. 
Um, but I am a person that does get really invested into Halo multiplayer. It's my jam. What can I say, right? And I, I really enjoyed the sample of the flights that I got uh, for Halo Infinite. So I'm actually I'm consider uh, go, you know purchasing the, these battle passes. I just think it's great that it's only ten bucks and you can turn them on and off and they don't expire. That's the key thing, right? And I think that's another thing that like Activision needs to learn for its games or even uh, EA too. Yeah, Bungie, right? That's another one. I know that there's been some issues there. Actually, a lot of issues. Uh, a lot of people yep. fed up with uh, Destiny. Not that I, I mean, I haven't uh, touched Destiny in a long, long time. But uh, yeah, I know that there's been some issues. But uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Crusader. Oh, I was just going back to your question about the um, AIs. Currently, there is no way to disable them. Uh, there, there have been some people who have been giving feedback towards that. So we'll, we'll see. But currently, you do have to choose one uh yeah i mean like again guys if you want to use one you know, all the power to you it's just like I, I from what i've seen so far like i mean hopefully there's a whole bunch that we can choose from it looks like there will be and kudos to 343 for that uh, for a variety of like different kind of uh ais with different personalities it really does fit halo but again i just you know i i do just kind of want to have like my own like quiet spartan as well so um i don't need like an ai constantly talking all the time so that would be nice and hopefully we're able to get that at launch or even you know somewhere closely down the line i would like that um but uh like crusader are you uh you're gonna play halo day one i'm assuming right oh yes <laughs> absolutely uh, if there is a way to play it before day one, I will be doing that. Um, mm -hmm. Hoping that there's a Forza-like thing. Uh, but the only thing from their announcement that I wasn't too keen on, I don't think that there is quite enough on the free-to-play track. I'm a player who's mm -hmm. going to be buying the, the, paid, the paid version, right? I don't think there is quite enough um, on the free... Uh, purchased battle passes to necessarily um make someone excited to go through that who's not paying which is something that you do need to do to an extent you do need to attract have enough things to attract players to then make them want to pay for them more um i i don't think they need to do a ton but i think they need to have like one or two sets more of armor for like the free-to-play base and this is something that i think microsoft in general is going to have to learn because do they have a free-to-play game right now is there a um is there a microsoft published free-to-play title currently i don't think there is i couldn't think of one earlier off the top of my head uh, that's actually a good question i mean please somebody in the chat uh you know uh input a game there if we're missing something i just can't think of any off the top of my head right solitaire. now solitaire Oh, wow. pretty much. Um, uh, so I think they have a little bit of a learning curve here. And this is something that I have seen most of the games that I play that are free to play and have battle passes or and stuff like that. They do offer a little bit more for the for the free user or the non or it or like this season's non payer because they may have paid the season before. I do think that they need to offer just a little bit more. Agreed. From the offerings that I've seen, 
Like they, there could be you know a few different armor types and armor sets that are listed or visor colors or whatever it may be. I, I, w I would like to see more there because again, I'm a guy that you know, I'm a bit of a Halo traditionalist. I like to earn stuff, whether it be playing through campaign or going through different multiplayer challenges and so on. That's what I liked a lot about Reach, for example. Um, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just very curious to see how uh, everybody responds to this, how the general community and even just casual gamers uh, respond to free-to-play Halo and just the battle pass in general. To be honest, and uh, MLD, you've probably you've definitely read more up on this than I have. Have I know they have confirmed that there will be Game Pass perks for anyone who has Game Pass. There will be perks for Halo Infinite. They they did confirm that. Have they mm -hmm. stated anything about what that's gonna be? Not like, quite is yet. It no. In game no, not as of yet. No. Okay, so they, no. they they haven't detailed that. Okay. I will. And I think it's only for Game Pass Ultimate. I, I could be wrong, but I think it only pertains to Game Pass Ultimate uh, subscribers. It kind of right, entices you to upgrade. Yeah, because do re I've only ever been an Ultimate. Do uh, do regular Game Pass members get that same perk tab where they can like get like the free currency in like Fantasy Star or like the um, or I, like the the trial of Spotify and stuff like that? I want to say it's Ultimate members only. Okay, I, I, that I, I genuinely do not know. Um, because. I'm excited to see more games support that because that's a better that that's actually like a good perk for Game Pass people. You know what I mean? Um, that is a a nice feature. I'm just curious to see if they had said anything about what it was. I can imagine it'd be mostly XP boosts, maybe XP the odd boost. other thing, cosmetic on a case by case basis, but I, at the very least, XP. I don't see why not. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, guys, I do prefer this system a lot more than Halo 5's rec system, where it was just kind of, you know, here's a pack, and you open it, it's like random stuff. That's and terrible. You know, it's nothing to... You don't really feel like you're earning anything. It's like, okay, I got a bunch of these. What am I going to get? And it's not necessarily what I want, right? Just what I'm being given, and it just kind of sucks, especially when I can't yeah. trade these armors in or these codings or whatever it may be for something that i want directly to so it just again i i think they're doing the right thing here it's just a matter of you know are the people who are just going the free-to-play route getting enough armors or colors or whatever it may be so again i'm hopeful but uh we'll see how it goes guys i mean at you know 10 bucks per season i i I'm liking that, plus the non-expiring portion, I think, is the right uh, route to go. Very excited to see, uh, again, Halo Infinite, guys. Like, we are, I mean, the game comes out December 8th. It's the 7th. We got a month away now. I'm getting shivers. I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I know I'm, that, I'm excited, too. And I know that the chat is on uh, totally, totally excited for Xbox as well. Other Zinc, I'm looking at you, pal. As well as many others, uh, 108 Dragons, Lemon Buddy, and so on. Just, again, a lot, a lot of uh, cool stuff. Plus, again, they they're also they were also having in-game events, too, which are kind of separate. Uh, they were having these, what, Fracture events, I think they're called. Uh, that's the only thing. There's, like, some confusing language when it comes to, like, the different events and the battle pass and, like, just stuff like that. So, uh, 
Like, I'm sure it'll make sense down the line. It's just there's kind of a lot to absorb when you're reading through all this. But, again, guys, just looking forward to the content and what kind of, like, armor, cool armor that my Spartan can wear and, like, how I can customize and so on. Uh, the, the fracture system sounds very uh, similar to the Forza system with, like, the unique cars where, like, each week there's a different unique cars up that you have to do the challenges for. It sounds like 343 drew some of their inspiration for the like that that fracture system from that. Yeah, that's what I was talking about with the samurai armor. Fractures is yes. the events for non-canon cosmetics. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. So. Correct. Well, again, we'll, you know, getting further to launch, I'm sure we'll learn about some more stuff and we'll get more accustomed to some things, but again, I'm just excited for Halo. Oh, yep. Okay, I, I think, uh, guys, we will move on to uh, the last topic tonight. And it's certainly an interesting one because, you know, over the last week, uh, we got to talk about it. Uh, Facebook made a huge announcement that is changing its name to Meta. And I know there's been a lot of jokes about that. I can't help but, uh, you know, the memes have just been outstanding. And, yeah, they'll be transitioning its business model to, well, the metaverse. It's uh, going to, uh, you know, the next form of social connections using its VR gaming platform, MetaQuest, which is now formerly the Oculus. And it's a big focal point for them. Now, soon afterwards, quite a few companies, they came out stating that their intentions for the metaverse, including Microsoft... Now, CEO uh, Satya Nadella, he had said that Microsoft has its own vision for it, a virtual version of Microsoft Teams, for example. I think it's called Mesh, something like that, uh, working yep. with AR and VR and, tra and uh, transitioning uh, from 2D games to full 3D worlds. And, uh, well, Nadella, like he stated to Bloom uh, Bloomberg, and I quote, uh, you can absolutely expect us to do things in uh, in gaming. If you l take Halo as a game, it is a metaverse. Minecraft is a metaverse, and so is Flight Sim. In some sense, they are 2D today, but the question is, can you now take that to a full 3D world? And so we absolutely plan to do so. I mean... That's some pretty interesting language there from uh, Satya and so on. So I'm kind of curious how this is going to be applied. Uh, Centurion, buddy, uh, going over to you. What do you think about this whole like metaverse thing? And uh, you know, how is Microsoft going to get involved in even Xbox? Because it sounds like uh, certain gaming franchises are going to be involved. Well, I really don't know what the future holds when it comes to this whole situation. Um... In my opinion, uh, the 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 whole VR world is still kind of in its infancy. There hasn't been that massive, massive push to push it into mainstream. I mean, it is everywhere. I've thought about picking up an Oculus. Um, I'm very curious, though, the direction Microsoft would be taking, especially when it comes to gaming, purely because uh, Phil Spencer has stated that they're definitely more focused on software than hardware, so that means that they wouldn't be developing a VR-type headset for gaming. They would probably more than likely um, use or implement VR headsets that are already on the market, probably more than likely Oculus. Um, I really do think, though, that this would be 
what VR needs to actually really start getting some legs in the gaming industry and really starting to become a household thing. Um, until, you know, let's just be upfront. Um, I refer to VR as the electric octopus and so does a, a couple other people because of the amount of wiring and stuff you have to use right. on some of these headsets. Yeah. What'd you say? Oh, no, right. I'm agreeing with you. Like that's one okay. of the main drawbacks for me too. getting into the tech. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like, I mean, I don't mind putting on like, you know, uh, glasses or a helmet or something. But if I got like wires like protruding like down my back, one I just kind of takes me out of the experience. Um, see, that's where I really feel that. So I've already seen patents for a different version of the Connect uh, through Xbox, where it showed the Connect device back on top of the television. But there was also like additional sensors, like you'd put in the four corners of the room. And there would also be like a floor mat involved along with a very small headset. The headset actually kind of reminded me of the HoloLens. And because of like what I do and my interest in, in the construction world and how certain things work, I've seen the HoloLens actually implemented where um, they took a group of individuals and they had to put a black cloth over the table for this to work. But literally uh they were using a projector that only the hollow lens could per pick up and it created a 3d environment for them to see how they were going to ba they basically modeled the construction site to scale they put the crane on it they showed how they were going to do other things around the construction site and it was basically a digital implementation of how this this project that they were doing was going to work and that is basically what the HoloLens has been used a lot for is settings like that or in the medical field where they're trying to show uh, people how to work on somebody and they actually have a 3D model that digitally that exists and you have to use the lenses to see this. Um, that's where I really feel Microsoft, Microsoft has really had more of a push for AR versus VR. And that's where I think they really want your your living room to almost be like, you know, player one, ready player one, where you you kind of have this second life or this other world that you go into and you participate in and you have your avatar and all that good stuff and you hang out with your friends. Um, I feel like Microsoft, at least in my mind, in my opinion, has already crafted the beginnings of a metaverse purely because the ecosystem, the people that exist there, um, how micro, um, Xbox, the Xbox party system works and Xbox Live, it, it's already a great ecosystem and community that could really implement this and take it an even step further. Because imagine being able to almost feel like your friends are in the living room enjoying the game with you, like you're all playing the same game theoretically you could look over and see them or, or their avatar because if the connect device does have the projector it would be able to create these experiences like your friends are actually in the living room with you um or you would be able to exist in like imagine going into a halo world imagine playing halo infinite right now going into the world and taking some of these bases and just actually getting in the master chief armor and being able to see yourself actually physically as master chief I just really want to say that the future is really kind of, I don't know what it holds for the metaverse on this whole situation um, because it does seem like a lot of cool big words that are going on. 
But they obviously, if you're going to do this, you need to have a lot of time, money, and people aimed at this. Um, you know, what do you guys think? How about that? Mm-hmm. That's, that's so, a good question. Go ahead, guys. So, I can't stand Mark Zuckerberg. Um, the man has tried to take the concept of the metaverse and tie it exclusively to VR. And he's made most people think that that's all that it is. The metaverse is just the evolution of how communities of people engage with large pieces of content with which they are communities in. There are In gaming, there are plenty of games that are examples of great metaverses right now, but there are three exceptionally prime ones. The best one being Fortnite. Fortnite is... It, it connects almost every IP across, you know, everything. It, it keeps pulling in more games, more movies. It has had an actual, it has had multiple actual concerts held in it and t- movie showings held in it. This is what the metaverse is. It is how we will ingest content in the future within a, a service. It doesn't have to have VR. And things can be a part of the metaverse in two ways. They can either be a platform with which is the the metaverse, or the game can contribute to something else that is a metaverse and become 3D in that way. And I took the statement from Satya Nadella to mean that um, they are going to be taking the IPs of Halo and stuff like that and not necessarily themselves being um, the like the metaverse, but also taking and extending them to other things. Like um, they showed off a bunch of 3D personalities in uh, Microsoft Teams that mm-hmm. you could use, and one of them, I believe, was a Halo Spartan. I have to go back and check. And, and that is another way that Halo itself can be a part of the metaverse. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Uh, this concept of VR. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way that Halo Infinite, I guarantee, will be a big... It it will have a very minor, like, almost Stone uh, Age-like metaverse concepts is there will be armor that is influenced by other IPs in it. Like, I I can almost guarantee there will be Gears of War and Doom armor in it at some point. People will demand it. I've already seen it online. Doom guy, uh, Spartan-inspired armor. Um, that in some way does make it meta, right? Because that's the whole thing about the metaverse. Like, it's a meta joke, you know? It's a joke from outside the thing that is now inside it. Right. And the, the whole point of the metaverse is to connect the internet in a way that it's not connected currently. When you think of the internet, it's usually just one line directly between you and the thing that you are engaging with, right? Like, there's a direct line between the viewers of this podcast, and the podcast itself, right? In a metaverse, you have connections between the objects that are within the internet as well. So, like, there would be a line between Fortnite and Halo, not just uh, the player to Fortnite and the player to Halo, but it would form, like, almost like a triangle. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And that is the whole concept, and it's you create these meta meta spaces in the internet that are 
extreme hubs of meta activity. Um, and I think, I actually think PlayStation's going to do this very well because it looks like they're bringing back PlayStation Home. And that's going to be a perfect <laughs> thing, VR or no VR support with it. Yeah, I was actually going to uh, mention that, too, because, you know, when they talk about this whole metaverse, too, it's like, yeah, I mean, that brings back, you know, PlayStation Home vibes. Yes, uh, PlayStation Home. And I, I think Xbox can do something with its avatar system if they would get up and actually do something with yeah. their avatar system. Yeah. Because uh, you could create that same concept in the Xbox space with the communities if you did more with the avatars. It wouldn't be VR, which VR is a big part of the, the metaverse, don't get me wrong, but it's not necessary as things like Fortnite and Roblox, hilariously. Right. And, um, you know, th those things are prime examples of meta spaces. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just to interject, I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, even before Facebook had came out about this, uh, Phil Spencer was talking about, again, VR, and he said that they have no interest in VR, but they would rather do, like, mixed reality, virtual reality, yes. v uh, sorry, virtual reality, and they did. he did mention Metaverse specifically. I just found that interesting that that comment came up before this announcement, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and the other thing about Xbox not wanting to do VR, they could implement Windows Mixed Reality as an API for the system and right. then just not really do much with it themselves. And if developers wanted to do something with it, then any headset that supports Mixed Reality could just work, right? Like, they, mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't need to develop their own because they have an API that just makes it so that any headset, if you design for Windows Mixed Reality, it'll work with any headset that has made itself uh, compatible with Windows Mixed Reality, similar to, like, DirectX, right? Games that use DirectX will just kind of work on Windows no matter the GPU, right? Um, but uh, it, it just frustrates me that people are buying into VR being the end-all VR of Metaverse because Facebook has said so when it's really just Facebook trying to market its, uh, its line of VR headsets in a devious way. I mean, they, they will absolutely be a part of the metaverse, but it, you want a good read-up on why it's so, so dystopian and dumb that this is that uh, Facebook's vision of the metaverse. Go look up uh, um, Gene from the Washington Post. Uh, you, you, he's a game reviewer. Um, I can't think of his last name right now. Uh, he has an excellent expose on on the metaverse. He covers it extensively. Mm -hmm. It's just it's interesting. Gene Park. Oh yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it's interesting Park. because, uh, for example, I, I'm involved uh, heavily in uh, cryptocurrency, and sure. so I I own some uh, some crypto. You a power plant in your backyard. <laughs> oh, if only you knew, pal. No, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like Raider that. Staying up late with a uh, staying up late with a soldering iron and some hacked PC rig, constantly <laughs> changing the components, siphoning energy off of his electrical grid. Oh well, no, no, I, I'm not a miner. I can't. I uh, 
I don't have, I don't do that. But what I will say though is, I am involved in like uh, again cryptocurrency, and I'm involved in quite a few different uh, gaming cryptos, for example. And one of them is as, as soon as this uh, this news broke about the metaverse and Facebook, a couple of them just skyrocketed. Like there's this one called Decentraland that I'm, that I'm invested in. It's a complete metaverse. Just the the other week they had uh, a concert there with like Dead Mouse and I mean heck even like uh, Paris Hilton and stuff. They drew some numbers. It's an interesting concept. Uh, even just uh, the other. A few days ago, Ubisoft announced that they're invested in a, another company, too, that are heavily involved in, like, NFTs and metaverses. I mean, I, I do think that you're going to see a bunch of publishers jumping onto this because I do think that this will be a big deal. It's just a matter of uh, how consumers will get involved. And like you were saying, Crusader, I mean, how will these companies... Uh, um like put this into their ecosystems i would love to see one of my biggest complaints with xbox avatars is that okay they put the work into redoing them and everything but there's no real way to show them off so a, a great yeah. a great metaverse a great example of how this can be used is bring back one versus 100 yeah bring it back bring it back that like that right there you know, and that would cause, uh, you know, everyone would start listing the uh, um, the cosmetics for the avatars again. Then you'd see, you know, everyone and their mother would be creating the, the different stuff for like two, three dollars, four dollars, five dollars. Yes. You know, for you to dress up your for your avatar, and that creates a few things. Number one, it creates uh, a big desire. It creates a big um, economy that's completely separate from. Um like games themselves right um and for a lot of these developers there's a reason why all of these companies bring their characters to fortnite right yeah. it is a giant marketing tool for them when uh, whenever you see aloy in fortnite you think wow horizon zero dawn whenever you see master chief you think halo and that might make you want to go play halo right and that that is that is one of the more devious goals of a metaverse, right? Is that these companies are going to inver indirectly advertise to you by making you you know you can make your avatar however you want it to look, right? So for you, you're just happy being Master Chief. For other people, they're seeing Master Chief and they're getting that subliminal thought to play Halo. Um, and that that's just how it is, you know. But you know, so many people would be happy, just just happy being in one versus 100 showing off their avatar that they created way back in the 360 days you know with with those old cosmetics or new cosmetics based on avowed or based on a perfect dark you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's just a shame they they don't do anything with it it's it's one of the things i'm most frustrated with on xbox right now is we we, we have these avatars that you can customize and all with all kinds of cool stuff and nothing uses them yeah because i thought that when they were bringing them back and uh they retooled them they were gonna have some games to showcase them and i mean granted you know i mean say what you will i mean remember the connect they had a, it had a bunch of different avatar games 
Um, there's nothing to really showcase the avatars anymore. Again, there's no one versus 100. There's no Doritos crash course. And, you know, there's not even a, uh, a smash clone where you could be, you know, bring in your avatar and, me, yep. and, you know, yep. just fight. I mean, I, I would argue, you know, that'd be actually pretty cool too. A little, uh, avatar, uh, fighter game too, but, uh, you know, we don't have that. So, you know, something like an expanded metaverse where you see that, where you see all these different, uh, custom characters duke it out. Um, again, a one versus one hundred would be perfect. And didn't they mention one versus one hundred uh, a little while ago? I can't remember if it was Phil or somebody. Because um, I th- I think they would like to do it. Someone mentioned it into an interview, and he said that like if the support's there, we could do something like it again in the future. And I I I constantly see stuff about it online, you know. And every tweet I see about it from a big name has tons of people underneath mm-hmm. it who are like yeah bring back one versus 100 or they're asking what it is and when you explain it to them they're like this is so cool why 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 do why does it ever go away you know mm-hmm. yeah it, it was such a it was such a neat idea that was years ahead of its time and i mean it was popular back then too you know but like conceptually like it would be significantly better now than it was then oh yeah yeah, I think, like, you could do so much more with it nowadays. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really ahead of its time, 1 versus 100. Um, man, how long ago was that now, too? I mean, since that was the 360 area, man, I, I feel like an old man now thinking about that. Oof. Yeah, they definitely need to bring back that title. I just, again, I think that it would be interesting uh, getting involved with these uh, different metaverse-esque kind of titles. Um Again, it's not like the end-all, be-all. Like, again, I'm not huge on what Zuckerberg or, like, Facebook do as a corporation because, I mean, again, like I, like you, uh, Crusader, I mean, I'm not I'm not big on the Zuckerborg, if you will, the, uh, the commander <laughs> data look-alike. But, uh, you know, it is interesting that all these various companies are coming out and being like, oh, yeah, we're getting involved in the metaverse, we're working on something, and so on. And I do think that there is an avenue to explore here. Again, I would like to see my, you know, again, with Xbox, maybe use the avatars more. I think there's a lot of ideas that could be used here. Um, I think that there are a lot of interesting applications. And, I mean, even, like, I hate to say it from, like, a a business standpoint, too, for these uh, corporations, there's probably some money to be made as well, right? So there's a, Yeah, there's a lot of money to be made. I mean, look look at what Fortnite does whenever a new skin comes. Everyone goes ballistic and it blows up Twitter for, like, three or four hours. You know what I mean? Like, you see it everywhere. Like, when they announced the Resident Evil skins, I, 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 I couldn't stop seeing it, you know? And mm-hmm. it, every party is just happy. You know, Fortnite's getting its cut. Uh, Capcom's getting its cut. When when Master Chief came, I'm sure both... Of, both uh, um, Epic and uh, Xbox were super happy with that, you know. Yeah. Um. And I, I, the fans, I, I, people are buying it because they want to be Master Chief in Fortnite. You know, they want to be Kratos in Fortnite. They want to be John Wick. You know, it. it I, I, I hate to say it, but in as long as you're doing it in a game where it makes sense, everyone is happy. You know, I wouldn't want a banana suit in Halo. <laughs> I don't think it would fit. 
but you want to bring you want to make a skyrim dragonborn style inspired armor that can make sense as long as you design it well enough you know what i mean well you have to design it in the concept of that game in that game setting and make it fit like they they made samurai armor fit that armor looks fantastic you know what i mean and i I, like they they can they could do it there too well they just have to be you just have to have a good uh, a person who can merge the two art styles together perfectly well do you remember i think it was in halo 2 they had uh like master chief like spartan armor but it was like all like halo like halo like i mean sorry uh fable like uh, there was, uh, I don't know about Halo 2, but in Halo 3, they had the Ninja Gaiden yes. crossover with Hayabusa. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And that, that's per- that is the, like, a prime example of something that they can do in Halo to this regard. And they've proven that they can do it. They've proven it twice now, at least. Right? Mm-hmm. The, they, they have, uh, they have that Hayabusa armor. And wasn't there, there was an armor in Halo 5, wasn't there? I thought uh, maybe not. I can't remember off the top of my head, to be honest. Not to and not I mean, to change the subject of the game you guys are talking about, but remember in uh, Mass Effect where they had yes. uh, armor sets that could give homage to Kingdom of Amalar and Dragon's Age with uh, the they, Blood Dragon armor. The, yep, the yes. Blood Dragon armor and the the rec- the Night Reckoner armor. Yep. Yep. And the Chakram the Chakram launcher was, I believe, a gun that was inspired by a. Um, kings of amalore as well uh they, they fit perfectly and like you even in the email when you received them right as like a bonus for having the game it, it even says like this was created by a fan of uh of this like online web series for you or something like that right and did it look a little off from the game sure but it didn't look so off that i was appalled and it was you know it it it, it was cool it did cool things I looked badass while doing it, you know? And if you didn't want to wear it, you didn't have to, because there was another armor that did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Halo MCC has done a pretty good job of its new, ridiculously cool, but not necessarily 100% fitting armors, where you have a slider where you can just turn that stuff off. I would argue, too, that uh, that's the testing ground for some of the armors that we'll be, like, getting in Mm -hmm. Infinite. So, you're right. I mean, some some of them I'm not too keen on. Others look pretty cool. I mean, just, again, it depends on your tastes. But, I mean, it is cool that, you know, they're trying to spice up some things uh, in the Master Chief collection that way. So, And Destiny's kind of doing it right now. There's, um, in, for the 30th anniversary bundle that's coming out for Bungie's 30th anniversary, there's going to be stuff from Myth, Oni, Halo, um, all of their old franchises. Wow, even Oni? There's Damn. A, yeah. There's, there's an Arbiter-themed, uh, uh, set of armor for the Warlock that looks sick. It has a Halo ring for the, the Warlock bond. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even realize that. That's pretty cool, actually. Considering all the things I've been hearing about Destiny lately, that is pretty cool. Oh, man. Hey, answer the question in the chat. I don't know about the Mass Effect crossover, but I remember in Final Fantasy, there was a uh, an Assassin's Creed crossover. Yep. <laughs> it was in uh, 14 or 15. Yeah, it was right? in 15. It was like called like the 
the the assassin festival or what the the festival of the assassin where you if you participated in the festival you'd get um like an assassin's creed type cosmetic that would basically make your character look like one of the uh, members of the assassin's creed back in the day before the reboot um in uh, origins well and then in origins was launched at the same time arden showed up and i think there's an like an easter egg for it because I, I think they did them at the same time. I think it was like a deal where Ubisoft did did one and Square did another. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of cool that, uh, again, there's all these different crossovers. And, yeah, I mean, it could be applied to the metaverse, too. Um, anybody else got some thoughts on this whole, like, Xbox uh, participating in this metaverse stuff? I just hope that they don't sink too many t- too much time and resources into it cuz as of right now it's all still up in the air it's in its infancy. Hopefully Microsoft just, just doesn't just make this like a big cash sinkhole. So but that's my only concern but I I I'm hoping for the best. Mhm. And that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Like I'll I'll be curious to see what else they play around with. Uh, again, we talk about like these virtual worlds, again metaverse stuff. But I'm I'm kind of more interested in like like play to earn stuff and like how they, I don't know, just some other things like technology wise that are coming up. Uh, again, that are very uh, like pro consumer. Again, Xbox has been very like pro like consumer with a lot of its like cross buying opportunities and uh backwards compatible games and so on and i'll just be curious to see what they do going forward like how much they embrace some of this technology coming up whether it be again we talk about the metaverse but also again play to earn and even like you know again blockchain stuff too going forward with some things too it'd be it would be cool to like for example resell like let's say some of the digital stuff that you own but let's say xbox gets like oh there's like a fee or a portion that could come back i'm just again i'm just like spitballing here but again just some more stuff like down the line i think that'd be a some cool concept but um yeah guys i think on uh, that note we'll start to wrap up tonight's show i guess a fun fun chat tonight it's always a fun time talking about games rumors news and all that's in between um you know it's always fun like again as much as we talk games you know seeing you guys in the chat just like you know rifle awesome stuff too i love seeing the excitement Uh, tonight we covered the release of forza horizon 5 more talk on the halo i mean sorry the the talk on sega and the xbox partnership the halo infinite battle pass and the metaverse and much much more if you guys enjoyed tonight's show and all the ramblings, then consider dropping a like, sharing it out, and subbing to the channel to keep up to date on all things TXR. I highly suggest keeping an eye on our social media because we will be uh, dropping uh, something pretty cool tomorrow. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys like giveaways, right? Well, we got a pretty cool one tomorrow, and it, possibly it's uh, themed after a game that's... Uh, recently come came out so uh keep your eyes peeled on that uh let's see we will move over to the outros and starting with our informative guest crusader buddy thanks for stopping by tonight we appreciate uh, having you on and getting your views on well all things xbox gaming and you know whatever it may be we appreciate it where can our wonderful listeners follow you at 
Uh, you can follow me at um, Twitter at Crusader3456. Um, links to all my other stuff are in my bio there. All right. Good stuff. I mean, I, I know you're pretty active over there on Reddit. Uh, you seem to <laughs> be uh, very active, actually. But, you know, that's a good thing. You know, you got a pretty uh, good presence on there. Uh, definitely follow him over there, guys, if uh, you got a if you're active on the uh, the Reddit verse, um, yeah. If you're into leaks and rumors, I am very active on r slash gaming leaks and rumors. I try to if anything I see, I try to post there. Mm-hmm. He is very active, and he does a good job there of summarizing a lot of the leaks going on there, um, especially the Xbox stuff. Uh, now on to the TXR show regulars, uh, starting with. Eric Shockley, buddy. Uh, buddy, good points tonight. Always, uh, you know, you got a really cool perspective. Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me on uh, Easy Shock on Xbox Live, uh, Shock Nero on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, thanks for Crusader stopping by, giving some uh, more detail with the <laughs> Forza since you've been able to get a bigger crack at it and, uh, and some of the other. Uh, topics with the uh, battle pass so but yeah definitely excited to check that out i haven't played i played like apex never really got too much into fortnite or really dabbled into a battle pass so yeah this will be uh this will probably be pretty much my f- first one where i actually like played with the battle pass so but yeah definitely excited for it did they say how much it was 10 bucks 10 bucks 10 bucks okay so not too bad not too cool. bad uh, moving on down the list here, General MLD, buddy. Love the stuff tonight. Where can the show faithful follow you at? Uh, thank you. Uh, Twitter is at MLD Ghost. YouTube, General MLD. Can't wait for uh, Forza Horizon 5. Going to be playing that all week. As uh, you know, we're looking forward to uh, hopefully more uh, Xbox news developments come out. Uh, I think with Halo Infinite, I don't see myself buying every battle pass, but I do like the idea of buying them on a case-by-case basis. Because, again, I, like it was said before, I don't buy uh, into battle passes too much, but this will be the first. But So, I don't know. It, it's, it's very exciting times ahead. Very exciting. Indeed, pal. Indeed. Uh, down the list, uh, moving on to the Arizona man, Centurion. Uh Buddy, uh, love the presence tonight. Good show. Uh, where can uh, all the TXR fandom follow you at? Well, gentlemen, it was an awesome show. Thank you for the great chat. It was in. I actually enjoyed conversations and everything else in between. Uh, thank you to everybody out there in the chat that was typing it up. Uh, saw a lot of great people out there. You guys have yourselves a wonderful night. For those who are interested in finding me, please find me at Centurion1307 on Xbox Live, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. Um, I am actually working on another fanboy video who should be popping up here in the next day or so. I've been grinding away at that, so there's that to look forward to. And other than that, just looking forward to some of the great games that are going to be coming out here pretty quick. I... My backlog is already miles long, and Xbox is going to be stacking it even higher this holiday season. Yeah, well said. A lot of excitement going on. Uh, To round this out, of course, I'm Invader. And you guys can all follow my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I'm also available on a number of different alt-media sites, such as BitChute, Minds, and so on. I'm all over the place. I like to spread myself out, right? 
Um, really good show tonight. Really good stuff from all the TXR crew and our fantastic guest. And we are looking forward to seeing you all here next Sunday. And again, keep an eye on our social media tomorrow. There will be a big giveaway going on. So uh, keep an eye on that. Take it easy, folks. Have a good one.